Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Monday, May 6th, and this is your FT News Briefing. U.S. President Donald Trump has threatened to raise tariffs on all Chinese imports. Occidental Petroleum has added more cash to its $55 billion offer for Anadarko Petroleum. And the European Union will launch a formal antitrust investigation into Apple over the next few weeks. Plus, the FT's Chris Giles crunches the numbers on the outlook for the global economy. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. U.S. President Donald Trump says he's willing to raise tariffs on all Chinese imports to 25 percent. Mr. Trump made the threat on Twitter on Sunday, saying these kinds of tariffs were partially responsible for the U.S.'s, quote, great economic results, end quote. The levies were put on China last year as part of what is now an ongoing trade war. Mr. Trump said the current 10 percent tariffs on $200 billion of Chinese goods would rise to 25 percent on Friday and that the $325 billion worth of Chinese goods that were currently, quote, untaxed would be subject to tariffs of 25 percent shortly. This threat to raise tariffs comes as China's vice premier, Liu He, is expected to arrive in Washington this week for another round of talks with his U.S. counterparts. Occidental Petroleum has changed the structure of its $55 billion offer for Anadarko Petroleum. It's adding more cash in order to boost its chances of winning a bidding war against rival Chevron. Under the new terms, for every Anadarko share, Occidental is offering $59 and a fraction of a share in Occidental common stock. By increasing the cash portion of its bid, Occidental will not require approval from its shareholders. This is important since Occidental has gotten pushback on the transaction from some of its shareholders. The company is covering almost all of this additional cash offer with the $10 billion investment promised by Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway last week. Earlier on Sunday, the company said it had provisionally agreed to sell Anadarko Petroleum's assets in Africa to French energy giant Total for $8.8 billion. That's if its proposal to buy Anadarko were to go through. And sources tell the FT that the European Union will launch a formal antitrust investigation into Apple in the next few weeks. Spotify has accused Apple of, quote, tilting the playing field to disadvantage competitors, unquote. The music streaming service alleges Apple is abusing its App Store dominance to favor its own Apple Music service. Specifically, Spotify is complaining about Apple's policy of charging digital content providers a 30% fee for using its payment system for subscriptions sold in its app store. Spotify points out that the policy applies to music subscription services, but not other apps like Uber. Both Apple and Spotify declined to comment on the investigation. And here's a closer look at something you might want to know more about. Last month, the IMF's new chief economist, Gita Gopinath, had a gloomy message for the world. Disappointing data meant that this spring would be a delicate moment for the global economy. The IMF did think a recovery was coming in late 2019 and 2020, but the IMF called that part of their forecast precarious and dependent on a few different factors. But recently, the global economy has been looking a whole lot sunnier than the IMF had said it would. 
in the very short term, everything is rather better than we expected. That's Chris Giles, the FT's economics editor in London. If you take the three biggest economic blocks in the world, the EU, that grew by 0.5%. People at the start of the year were saying it'd be about like pretty close to stagnation, 0.1, 0.2. China did a lot better than expected. And in the US, now people differ on how they describe the US numbers, but if you do it in the sort of the way most of the world does it, it, it grew by 0.8%. And if you do it the way the US describes it, it grew at an annualized rate of 3.2. It's just like four times the other one. That's basically the, the only difference in those two numbers. Um, that was far, far stronger than people thought. And that was first quarter of January, remember, in the US was the government shutdown. People thought that would have a big effect on the economy. And in fact, the US economy has been growing not just at a vaguely normal rate, which China and the Europe has been essentially growing at, but a faster than normal rate. So, Chris, what are economists saying caused the change? Economists really talk about the underlying causes of the improvement. And there's a few. It's a combination story. So the tightening that the Federal Reserve was doing, which was tightening global financial conditions, well, that's completely U-turned after the Fed decided that actually didn't need to do any more tightening at all. And Also, oil prices, even though they've risen in the last few days, in the last week or so, they are still lower than they were through much of last year. That, along with countries around the world, governments are loosening fiscal policy, not a a lot, but a little bit. And that, you know, we can get overexcited about trade and manufacturing quite often because it's actually quite a small part of most modern economies. And the services sector has done really rather well. And that's on the back of incomes rising, you know, and it's people wanting to go out for a meal, spending more money in restaurants. That sort of thing has been doing really rather well. Are there any exceptions to this rosier picture? Yeah, so I just mentioned manufacturing. Manufacturing is not doing very well pretty much anywhere but the, the real things, we, do, we are seeing the effects of the trade war that broke out last year. So global trade has slumped. And so it does mean that if you're an economy that's particularly exposed to global trade, South Korea, for example, you're having still quite a difficult time. So it's not a global boom, but it's not the slide that we feared. And what about moving forward? Should we expect this trend to continue? I mean, so far, what we've been talking about is saying in some ways that the IMF, you know, which monitors the global economy, has got it horribly wrong. But I think that's mostly the messaging that came out of the IMF, not necessarily its overall policy, that there is quite a lot of fragility still in the global economy, and particularly still on the trade front. So I don't think there's anyone who thinks that even if the US-China trade dispute is resolved in the next couple of months, that that will be the end of trade tensions uh, with this current Trump administration. So people think the next thing on his agenda will be some sort of trade conflict with Europe. I think that could put a dampener on the second half of this year. And again, in Europe, we're just coming up to European elections. These are probably going to be a pretty ugly affair And after that, there's going to be a hell of a lot of wrangling because we're not seeing the one thing we're not seeing in the global economy is business investment. Everywhere, that's pretty weak. And so long as that stays weak, I think you've got to be a little bit cautious about the longer term. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be watching Tyson Foods. 
the U.S.'s largest meat packer is set to report its second quarter earnings results. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.